Hello, friends, and welcome back to LinguaD weekly podcast about learning new languages. This is season number one, which I have called the first step to fluency. Here, we're going to cover the most crucial topics for every beginner. If you want to begin your language journey but are completely unaware of what to do or what to start with, then this season is for you. It is a comprehensive, instructive guide to the very first stage on your way to fluency. And without any further ado, let's get right to the episode. When it comes to vocabulary, a slight shiver tends to cripple along the skin of those who are only beginning to unravel its depth and complexity. Put simply, every beginner feels baffled by the vastness of words in a new language. It seems boundless. The more you learn, the more unfamiliar words you encounter. Despite being an English learner myself for the past two years and all this time learning approximately 10 words a day, I still do come across unfamiliar vocabulary in books and academic writing, though of course those words are mostly miscellaneous synonyms of the words I already know. Nevertheless, today I'm going to give you the most handy and effective strategy of memorizing your vocabulary once and for all. By the way, make sure to stick around till the end because I'm going to be sharing the best dictionaries you can use for your studies as well as apps and different resources that have helped me and are sure to help you too. Firstly, I want to note that the process of learning a new word is comprised of several stages. Stage 1 is discovering new words. Stage 2 – figuring out those words. Stage 3 – understanding the word. Stage 4 – using the word in your speech and writing. Now, let me expound on every one of them. Discovering the word simply means that in order to come across new vocabulary, you have to do something. For this part, I recommend either using apps. You could start with 1,000 most important words types of apps, and then as you progress, you can move on to other versions of these apps where they cover 10,000, 5,000 words. But start simple, okay? With 1,000, it's better for you. However, if you want your learning to be even more efficient and you have a little bit more time, then you can buy, download, or borrow a book from someone with text in the language that you're learning for your level. Such books may or may not already have some useful vocabulary highlighted and explained. But the point here is that you are not only learning the word itself, but you can see it in context and learn with the sentence, which will later help you with the fourth stage. Stage two is the most crucial stage, so you really need to pay attention here. There are quite a few things you need to find out about the word before you can move on to the next stage. 
Firstly, you need to figure out what level the word is or how useful it is for you specifically. If you're using an app, then those 1,000 words are probably all necessary. However, if you don't, and if you only have so much time during the day as to memorize just one word, I'd suggest opting for the one that is related to your occupation or hobby. Like, take the word computer, for instance. If you're a writer and you always type in your computer, then you should learn this word immediately so that you can start using this word every time you describe your routine. But this word may not be that vital for, let's say, a sportsman or librarian. So again, it depends on what vocabulary you are using every single day in your life. Secondly, you need to make sure you know correctly about the part of speech, pronunciation for nouns, countable or uncountable. Like water is uncountable, so we don't need to use an article with it. And cat is countable, so we do need to use an a or the with it all the time. If it's countable, it's better to make sure you understand how to form the plural. And if the language that you are acquiring uses genders, then in addition, you'll have to look up the gender of the noun regardless of it being countable or uncountable. Also, you need to know whether the word that you are learning is formal or informal. Sometimes words can even be offensive, so you really want to make sure of the quality and the character of the word that you are attempting to memorize, because obviously you don't want to make an impression of an unceremonious, unmannerly persona the first time around that you get to speak to a native speaker that would be super off-putting and embarrassing. I know that it's a long, tedious list of make sures, but if you can actually go through it every time you're exploring your vocabulary, then I can guarantee that you'll boost your speaking skills in no time. Basically, what this approach does is it creates undeniable clarity. It literally obliterates any confusion or misconceptions about the new words, which can actually stop you from using them. So, if you ask me, I believe it's better to focus on quality rather than on quantity. Anyways, the last item in this stage that you need to look at before going any further is spelling. Yes, spelling is indubitably important since the confident knowledge of how to spell a word will facilitate your writing. I remember myself in the very beginning of my journey when I was clumsily striving to spell the simplest of words like our, kitchen, hair, understand, and so on and so forth. And trust me guys, if you don't start improving your spelling from the get-go, it'll always be holding you back later on in your development. So try and not skip this step. Stage 3. Understanding the word. 
Okay, half of the issue is solved after you've clarified all the things in stage two. However, what use is that word if we can only say it, but not comprehend it when someone else says it, writes it, or, I don't know, sings it, for example? I promise you guys that at first, you're going to translate everything in your head. But later, after having passed some invisible but truly integral threshold, you'll begin to interpret words immediately, as if you'd known them your whole life. To expedite the process, all you have to do is to read, watch as much as you can, keep on encountering the same words over and over again, and perhaps already on the fifth time of hearing this word, you'll be able to understand it outright. By the way, if you want me to record a podcast where I'd be giving you tips on how to stop translating in your head, then like this episode and subscribe. And finally, the last but not the least, stage four, using the word. This one appears pretty easy when compared to the prior ones, but you shall never underestimate it. A lot of students are constantly learning tons of new words daily, but they don't review the ones they already know, which results in forgetting them. So unless you want to be utterly motionless in your progress, you should always remember to revise your vocabulary. You can start implementing new words into your speech by constructing sentences with those words that are somehow related to your life or somehow true for you and the ones that you know. For example, if I were to memorize the word stubborn, I could say, I used to be so stubborn as a child, or my niece is really stubborn because she wants everything to be her way and she hardly ever listens to others. Also, make sure you visualize the word. Like for the word stubborn, I imagine myself with a thick furrow on my face and red blown up cheeks. Now let's talk about the storage, or simply put, where do I keep my vocabulary? Well, there are several ways of storing your words. First is the one I used, the flashcard method. Every day I take a new piece of paper, cut it up into equal squares, and on one side I'd write down the English word, and on the other, its translation. Later, when I became more advanced, I'd write the definition in English on the other side, instead of the translation. Then I stored those words in envelopes in different categories. The categories can be identified by topics or maybe parts of speech. Here you guys have total freedom of imagination. If you're not partial to wasting paper like that, then you can use electronic flashcards. The best app for that is Quizlet, a leveling down below. The next method is basically keeping a notebook. It works the same way as flashcards, except with a notebook you can't hide the meaning of the word, so it may be a tad less convenient to review your vocabulary. The last method is the most engaging and entertaining one from my perspective. It's a picture code way. You just find pictures for every new word and associate them with those images. 
The beauty of this way is that it can help you memorize better since it's been proven by scientists that our brain remembers everything in pictures. However, it may be hard to find a picture for, let's say, the word tranquility or happiness, though this method is particularly convenient for tangible things or objects like nouns. Now, before I end this podcast, I have a few bonus tips for you because I really love you guys and I want to be positive that you're using the best resources out there to boost your knowledge. For stage three, understanding new words, you can use a website called Youglish. What it does is it provides you with clips of YouTube videos in which the word that you are trying to learn is used. Also, if you're learning English, you can use such free dictionaries as Lexico.com and Cambridge Dictionary. Those are my favorites because they have a wide range of examples for every word and also the most correct and relevant definition for miscellaneous words and parts of speech as well as idioms and phrases. So I hope you really enjoyed this podcast. If you did, then don't forget to subscribe and check out some of my previous podcasts. I have a podcast on how to manage your time better or how to squeeze language learning into your routine, as well as a podcast on how to choose the right language to learn if you still haven't decided if you have made the right choice or what choice to make and how to not make a mistake here because it really matters. So see you guys in my next podcast. Bye.